You're listening to the Awesome Podcast Network. For the few in attendance and the millions listening around the world, ladies and gentlemen, from the Awesome Podcast Network studios, this is 80s Revisited 100th Episode Showdown. Let's get ready to rumble! This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Welcome back to the second half of the third of the second round of the hundred person. I ain't done it so long. Fuck it. <laughs> start over. But we never edit them. That's yeah. the first time you've ever like goofed it. Oh, right. fuck it then. Let's keep the record. All right. We'll keep it. All right. Moving but, on. But I'm officially starting over. Ah, uh, okay. But this is in the show. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll take it in. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that voice? Is it Daniel? I heard somebody say. Yeah. No. Let's get to that in just one second. Because let me finish intro- uh, welcoming you back to 80s Revisited's 100-character iconic movie deathmatch. Second half of round two. I'm here, Trey Harris, joined by my producer, as always, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. And a very nostalgic guest now joins us. See what I did there? I see. Yeah. Took the name, reversed it. None other than Jonathan Foreman from Now Versus Nostalgia, our brothers in nostalgia in the 80s, and also, in their case, the 90s, the 70s, the 2000s. Everything that might be somewhat nostalgic to all ages. Yes. Not just our age group. John? Hey, I'm very excited to be here, and I uh, couldn't think of any podcast episodes uh beyond that more exciting than uh this 100 character battle mm, you picked a good thank one you. thank you and <laughs> it should be noted too john you're from lafayette which is roughly about what 50 minutes and an about hour 50 minutes if somebody hasn't jackknifed on the highway yeah, yeah like what <laughs> happened today john risked his life to come here today left his wife and his child newborn child at home to come here to help us find a winner maybe not in this episode but at least by hopefully by the next episode we'll see sure but we will have a winner we we will know the winner tonight Mm-hmm. On uh, Christmas Eve, no one leaves till there's a winner. But you people, and I mean every person, will have to wait a couple weeks. All right. But now we have a truly knowledgeable third judge in the room. There we go. We don't have a wife who is partial <laughs> to Patrick Swayze. Who we'll get to the mic? Uh, I forgot who else it was. Who, oh, E.T. Yeah. You know, I mean, we all love E.T. Don't get me wrong. But now we have we have a good judge here. Now, before we get started, I want to take us back to week before last, I believe. Because me and Jesse, we just want to make sure the Wraith, because you actually requested that for our request month a while back. <laughs> right. Now, this, what? what's, what's his deal? Funny thing about the Wraith is because uh, when we had originally talked, uh, you were, we kind of joked around about doing like a lifeline where you're going to call me and stuff. Yeah. So I had kind of like, I was off that night and I just, you know, I made sure I had my phone by. I was like, well, they might call me and they might ask me <laughs> something about one of these movies. And uh, it, didn't, it didn't happen. But when I listened to the podcast after, and then I got to the reef. I was like, oh, my God, I'm glad they didn't call me because I, I wouldn't have an answer on the fly for that. But uh, I will agree pretty much what you'll say with the reef is just like a, a super you know, metahuman, you know, super strong, um, kind of like Michael Myers. For, yeah. you know, so uh, he can be taken down, but he's, he's really tough. So against TikTok, I would say that uh, TikTok would probably wind down and, and shotgun yeah. blast would take him out. You know? Yeah. Shatters We're okay with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, his, his mustache is probably his vulnerable point, so yeah. <laughs> hit that. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no longer Wilford Brimley <laughs> yeah. in copper. Yeah. But uh, a fat guy now. Because <laughs> as you heard, as, oh, y'all heard last week, 
you know, or a week before last, I should say, that was kind of we were kind of stumped on that one because that was the first time either of us had seen that movie and just like mm-hmm. we don't really kind of know <laughs> much, but it's good to know that we're on the same page on that at least. Well, let me ask you this: Were there any other of the battles, any other battles that we mentioned that you might have a different take on, or pretty uh, much okay? With, or did anything stick out? Like, wait a second, you forgot this this tidbit because we're not afraid to rewrite history the only one the only one that I I think it's easy to say pretty much what anybody would be on is is Superman Superman's such a hard character to Mm -hmm. uh, to put limits on especially when you're talking movie Superman because he makes up powers pretty much you know (laughs) throws his ass off his chest he could kiss Marty and Marty could forget everything he knows you know (laughs) but uh, I was thinking you know like that's just such a hard battle to judge and I guess seeing who who he goes against later will uh, kind of decide that but I mean, man without limits is kind of hard to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a god. Exactly. <laughs> so, but uh, as for all the other ones, yeah, I agree. So, all right, and I assume everybody listening agreed as well because nobody yeah. said anything. <laughs> no, I don't check check hashtags, so there might have been a couple of SAVTs uh, or yeah. whatever. We but said, we don't tweet as much I, as we I say hashtag. We don't check. Yeah, it's Twitter. all in sarcasm. But yeah. believe me, if you if you like to tweet, by all means, yeah, knock yourself out. Just uh, put at Awesome Pods or something. Maybe we'll get the email or something. Oh, that's true. At least we would know. Right. <laughs> so, in the Twitterverse or whatever it is. But let's get let's get this thing moving. We got a lot of battles to get through. We're kind of getting close to the, not the final, well, the final group, of course. But, you know, the, uh, the herd has been thinned. Mm-hmm. You know, we've lost the normal people like Joel Goodson from uh, Risky Business and Tom Hanks from The Money Pit and... Harry from Harry Met Sally, so we're we're pretty much left with the good stuff for the most part. But let's go ahead and get through the second half where we will have the revelations too of all of the bi week characters. This is the second half of the uh, the second round, so all every single participant will be revealed after over the course of this episode. But let's get started. On one corner of the Deathmatch Arena, we have Seth Brundle, Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. Mm. I'd assume he's in his mutated form, maybe somewhat, maybe that point where he's still human, but one punch to the face could make him a gross-looking fly thing that vomits on stuff. In the other corner, no stranger to unusual things, Han Solo. Ah. Hmm. (coughs) Han shoots first. (laughs) That's that's my only comment for every Han Solo battle. Shoots first. Well, what if he's in his little contraption and he shoots? He's already teleported out. But where's the other pot at? <laughs> like above Behind him? Behind <laughs> Nah. <laughs> Just trying to give him a leg. Let's think. Uh, I mean, Brundlefly doesn't really have any offensive things unless he's pretty much on top of you, vomiting, melting your yeah, he just appendages. Looks grotesque. Unless it's uh, this Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> the one where he gets into the pod. <laughs> yeah. Naked, almost naked Jeff Goldblum. He looks Goldblum. like the sixth Ramon. <laughs> yeah. Skinny with that big... <laughs> Fluffy hair. But I think... Yeah. I'm going with Han. I don't think there's much to discuss here. If he has his blaster, it's no question about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. He'll kind of like trail his head like, what the hell is this? Yeah. He's done. <laughs> so, Han Solo once again proves why he, is the Indi- why he is the Indiana Jones of space. And moves on to the next round. Mm-hmm. All righty. <laughs> next battle. This isn't... this. <laughs> Wait, bring that picture. I want that from my iPad background. It's a painting of Jeff Goldblum with butterfly on him. And he's just shirts open. He looks it's like, like front of the it's from a Jurassic Park. Yeah, movie. I was about to say. He's, he's got, got his ride in the back of the Jeep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It is. laughs> and a tornado twirls in the background. Was he in a Twister movie at all? I don't think so. I don't no. think he was. Just, um, um, just um, a um, random. Um, 
That's awesome. But this next battle is something. It's pro- there probably is a comic book that we could probably find to where this has happened. On one side, Ripley's blood still on his metal body. Mm. Robocop out of one side. <laughs> the other side, an odd blending of the background. The Predator. Uh, Robocop versus Predator. Hmm. Now this is good. This is really this is the battles that you this is one of those that you you people might have talked about on in the school ground. But oh look, Robocop versus Predator, colors by somebody. So there it, this is a precedent. This has happened before in I think, comics. I think Dark Horse uh because they had Robocop versus Terminator, and they had Alien versus Predator, but I don't know if they ever actually combined those two. I do know, I did have the first issue a long, long time ago. It was Robocop, I mean, uh, Aliens versus Predator versus Robocop versus Terminator. That's as far as I got, the first issue. And I, I remember nothing except the cover. Had one, all, all four of those things fighting on the front. I don't know what would happen. I mean, uh, I don't know what happened in the comic, I should say. Well, I mean, RoboCop's taking so many like uh, hard shots, stuff like Et 9 just blasting them away, yeah. stuff like that. So it really depends on like the force of his shoulder cannon if it's gonna. Like, yeah, right. It might just bounce off his plating and stuff. Now we've seen it's it. Be you know, shot, it's you know perfectly effective versus flesh goes through Jesse Ventura, disintegrates Max head, but we don't again. Like, I think that's the real clincher here. Would it penetrate RoboCop's armor? We know, you know, a lot of free time and a jackhammer can disassemble him. Uh, Let's see. In the first one, you know, Ed 2 and I point blank shot him, and then a rocket hit him, and you know, it damaged. It didn't like destroy him or anything, but it, you know, that caused some damage. So uh, I'm trying to think in Predator 2, like if, if he shot anything that wasn't, you know, organic to kind of gauge the strength of his laser shoulder cannon. Mm. I don't know. That's that's a tough one because I mean Predator 2, he had that uh, that awesome net. Oh yeah, yeah. they shot it in the wall <laughs> <laughs> like Cyrax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. Is it actually Robocop versus Predator? Robocop Wiki? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's all sorts of people discussing it. Um, I don't know if it's ever been put to anything beyond that. Maybe a... Well, let's see. You know, Predator also, you know, he has his cloak, but Robocop can see... Upcoming film. He, I'm assuming right. Robocop could see through that. Cause well, he, yeah, he does, because he, he has heat vision, too. So that would, like, the cloak would be ineffective. Because in Robocop 1, he looks through the wall with the heat, just like just like Predator, mm-hmm. and then takes that dude out. Uh, you know, Predator has his targeting system, but it's I don't, I don't, at least what we've seen in the movies, it's nowhere near as sophisticated as Robocops were like, boop, ta- you know, targeted, and then trick shot. Everybody's going with Predator online. I was going <laughs> to say, like, if I'm just going to go with just uh, height for an advantage, I've never seen Robocop climb anything or... <laughs> Predator was like, you know, is always above, like gets a drop on people and stuff. So, uh, Robocop probably looking around and then all of a sudden <laughs> blasted and stuff a few times. Okay, so uh, Arnold beat Predator. Mm-hmm. Could Arnold beat Robocop? Not with the same weapons he beat Predator with, I would assume. See, so yeah, I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering uh, if Robocop could beat Arnold. Would that give him a chance to beat Predator in the same fashion? I think this is one of those Could fights. Could he hide in the mud and <laughs> come out with a Well, Mythbusters busted that <laughs> anyway. But if going by the true. going by the rules of the movie, right. you know, there has to be mud in the in where they're fighting. To, That's true. But you know, like it's it's almost like paper, rock, scissors. Yeah, right. a Robocop would kill Arnold unless he's the Terminator or he has his. Well, he's yeah, commando he's rocket launcher or something. Hmm. But Arnold could beat Predator, but Predator. Theoretically, it could be Robocop. 
<laughs> so it's like a, it's a try, you know, instead, in fact, it's the new rule. You don't play paper, rock, scissors. You play Arnold, Predator, Robocop. <laughs> Good the, luck the fist mangling is Robocop. your fingers. Yeah, like, I don't know. You, know yeah. you can't see us, but send in your suggestions as to what those hand motions would be for Robocop. I don't forgot so, it. I don't know. Arnold Robocop Predator <laughs> instead of paper rock scissors. We're not on YouTube for this episode, so I don't know what it would be. <laughs> I mean, this is one of those fights that I, if it was on like Deadliest Warrior or something and they ran it through a simulation, I think it would be like somebody wins 51% of the time, the other one wins 49% of the time. I think so, 51 goes to Predator. I think it would simply because of the mobility. Even though Robocop could track him, the Predator still can take hits because, I mean, he gets shot up. He yeah. get, in part two, it got its arm cut off and it was still lethal. So. I think it would be a hard, Robocop would be like, uh, you know, he'd basically just get pieces of him knocked off to where he's less effective, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, also, the more, the more we talk about it, too, you kind of think of uh, possibilities that would happen. Because remember, in the first Predator, uh, Arnold, right at the very end, or not the very end, right before he goes commando on it, forgive the Arnold <laughs> reference, so another Arnold movie, but, uh, you know, he shoots the gun out of his hand. So, and the Predator's smart, Robocop's smart, too, but the Predator is a hunter. Robocop is, in, in a way, a hunter of, you know, criminals, so to speak, but all predators live for the hunt and for capturing, capturing that trophy. So I really think it'd be a very close battle, but I would have to agree with John and you that uh, the predator would have Robocop's skull on his right. spike <laughs> and then put it next to the alien skull in his trophy cabinet in his ship. And if Robocop did mortally wound him, he'd probably just deactivate, you know, arm his soul, self-destruct, <laughs> uh, yeah. kill Robocop anyway. <laughs> that, that, Robocop. That, that clinches it. No matter what, Predator would win even if it got killed. Robocop cannot run. <laughs> that cackling laugh. So Predator takes out the killer of Ripley. Have you ever seen, speaking of uh, Predator, have you ever seen Van Damme, like when they were doing the original Predator? Yeah, I saw uh, it on YouTube where like, he was running seat. around. It's so crazy. Like, that he was the Predator, yeah. you know, at one point. And they're like, ah, oh, you can't see my face? I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Crawfish Man. <laughs> Crawfish <laughs> He does. We're kind of pulling up right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we Predator really going really to do this? Yeah, just hit it up on YouTube and you'll, you'll see some of the stuff. It's also on, I believe, the special edition Blu-ray of Predator, I think, that came out a while back. The 3D one? I think so. I think it's on there. But it's... You could, honestly, you can kind of see why he quit, but I mean, hey, paycheck's a paycheck. Mm. And yeah. you know, Van Damme in '86 wasn't the Van Damme that he became a couple of years later. It's like Robert Downey Jr. stunt double. <laughs> oh yeah, the guy mm. in this video does look like. Him. <laughs> it would have been There's an a, iconic thing. Yeah. The Predator does a split. <laughs> <laughs> look at him balancing his foot on top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. He's a tall gentleman. <laughs> Again, just just watch it on YouTube. Just search Predator Original Suit with Van Damme. It'll come up and you'll you'll see what could have been. And I do know I do remember, I think from like either the IMDB or the commentary, there was one shot in the film where it was the cloak predator. It might have been that shot right there. They that's like one of the only shots they kept of uh, Van, Van Damme. Damme. Uh okay. It was like just one thing and I think yeah, there it is. So they did keep something of it. He's technically in the movie. Ah. But uh moving on. Byrat uh uh, one of the contestants with a bye, Jed from Red Dawn. I told the wife, you know, don't worry about Johnny Castle because Swayze would return. <laughs> and here he is fighting. Jed from Red Dawn is taking on the Monster Squad, the killers of Peter Vincent in the last round. Now their power was sheer numbers. Yes. <laughs> it was pretty much four kids beating up an old man. Does he have a weapon? I would say he'd have to, so he has his skills. 
I think he would. What's his the weapon? Mo- well, he has the gorilla tactics and oh, oh, he has skill. You know, he's a Wolverine. He's gonna start snapping necks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he'll, he'll like run around a rock, and one of the dudes will, fight, one of the Monster Squad guys will chase after him, and or whatever he does, <laughs> whatever whatever trap he immediately makes to to thin the herd out to take him out. I don't know. This this is this is just a fun one. To be honest, it can go either way. Yeah, those kids have some weapons too. Yeah, they have the stakes. They, they have a gun. Yeah, they got so and a bow. Let's say, well, maybe for fairness, then they're fully armed with their weapons from the film. Yeah. And so is Patrick Swayze. Who'd they beat before? Uh, Peter Vincent from Fright Night. And Peter Vincent didn't take out any before they came no, over? No, because he's just <laughs> that old scared man with a, one yeah, single snake. Like, oh, dear God, what's happening? Okay. Well, I definitely think uh, Swayze's going to take out some here. Yeah. If not all of them. That's and that, that, that's the question. Because, uh, let's see, Root, I think... Lauren's got to go. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I was trying to think who had the. I know Horace, the fat kid, had a shotgun because that's how he killed yeah. the creature from the Black Lagoon or the, whatever you want to call it. Rudy had the bow where because he, he was shooting the hot vampire chicks. I'm trying to think who shot the silver the werewolf. I don't remember. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. So, so they have like weapons, but again, let's look at it this way. You know, they've they've killed a couple of monsters. They're not crack shots. Well, Rudy is pretty badass with a bow, let's be honest. I mean, he's shooting stakes through the heart of these chicks from, like, 40 feet away. But then again, Jed from Red Dawn, you know, is taking out trained Russian soldiers with guerrilla tactics. So, I don't know. This could go either way. At the very least, the Monster Squad would win with just a couple. I mean, mean, uh, you know, with fatalities. Right. Excuse me. But actually, this, I don't know. Well, remember in Red Dawn... Where uh, Jennifer Gray's wounded and Patrick Swayze, and she takes the grenade from him, and then when they go to gloat over the body, poof, so maybe Patrick Swayze's laying there, <laughs> and the monsters, the remaining members, are like, "You killed our friends, you son of a bitch," and he's like, "And no, I'll kill you." And he says something badass, and they all die. Well, some of them try to run. Someone's got to live and go to the okay, next well, round. Well, I think if Patrick Swayze does go down, that's how it has to go down, and then maybe Rudy's left of the Monster Squad. <laughs> Just one, you know, with his. One Badass BMX has rolled up tight jeans, his penny loafers or whatever he was wearing because he was the most unthreatening wannabe bully in any movie. Yeah, he had his own crew. I guess they didn't make the trip. <laughs> nope, not this one. Although in hindsight, that would have been a better thing to do cause since we That's do have so many other ones. But well, then that would have been a murder. Yeah, <laughs> pieces of the monster squad. So the skinniest one, the fastest one lives, I guess. I can't remember that one's name. Me either. Let's just say Rudy wins because we know his name. All right. So Patrick Swayze goes down again. However, he takes out three of the five members, uh, four of the five members of the Monster Squad. So now it's just Rudy (laughs) with his bow and arrow. (laughs) He looks like our friend Cliff Newman. I kind of does. At least in that picture, I should say. Especially in that picture. Well, kind of totally. I could see it. Oh, Rudy shot the werewolf man. So there. That, that gets him in to yeah, survive. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Rudy moves on. And now, the next match. Bi-week uh, contestant, John Bender from The Breakfast Club, fights the lovely and beautiful Elvira. Mm. I think mm. he's like, hey, maybe we shouldn't fight. And she just guts him with her little belt knife. <laughs> Tries to make fun of her first. 
Yeah, it's like, yeah. fuck you and your friends, blah, blah, blah. You don't, yeah. don't ever hang around with me in the halls or something. And she says something really funny, and he's just staring at her chest, and... <laughs> Elvira. That's my, that's my vote. It's always my vote. Is she stabby? She has, she has a knife in her belt. Oh, she does? Yeah, like it's part of her costume. Oh, yeah. Which, of course, all these pictures show her from yeah, the yeah, chest. Right, right. right. They want all the chest shots. Doesn't he have a, yeah, the Switchblade too, though, didn't he? He did. Uh, you, you are right. Uh, so it's a knife she, fight. She takes it. <laughs> yes. They tie each other at the wrist, and it's a knife fight. <laughs> <laughs> like, beat it. But she also has her heels, so, like, you know, she steps yeah. on his feet. He's like, ah, and then slits his throat. And there's a knife. That is a tiny knife. Still kill a motherfucker. What is <laughs> that? It's a wax it's like a Wait, look how tiny that is. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fake one. But still, the size of the knife is. It is a tiny knife. That's like a that opens letters. That's that's it. Just <laughs> <laughs> slit a throat. I could put an I eye guess. out. Yeah, I could slit a throat. It'd be a tough match for her. I mean, neither <laughs> one of the characters you ever see do anything like. Yeah. Well, even Bender in the Breakfast Club when uh, Principal kind of gets in his face. Yeah, he's a lot of talk. Yeah, he kind of like is shocked that like the guy gets in his face and you know never. Yeah. Does anything. You know. <laughs> and Elvira did you know take on a warlock. That's right. So she has some experience you know defending herself. Yeah. So and she looks better. All right. So fair enough. Elvira. Yeah. Again. Now and forever. That knife is tiny. Good luck in the next match. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, next battle might be a pretty. I'm pretty sure it's an easy one. By uh, by round contestant Khan from Star Trek II: mm. The Wrath of Khan <laughs> fights Ren from Footloose, fresh off his victory of punch dancing Harry from Harry Met Sally uh, into a pile of mush. Let's see. I think Kevin Bacon goes for the same approach. He tries to just punch dance. Khan just ha ha ha, and then gets beat snaps up. his neck, takes a few hits. How many people did Khan kill? Well, in the... Let's see, in... I don't know. In the original. <laughs> I know they talk about it. Uh, Genghis Khan. Yeah, I gotta put Star Trek. Let's see. Um, so, I mean, did he kill anybody? In the movie, he killed... Well, no, he marooned Kirk. Because Kirk marooned him. Well, in, in the original TV show, I don't even think he... Because after... No, in the... God, I can't remember the name of the episode that he's in. The original one. Because I remember after we watched part two on the podcast, I went and watched that episode it was on Netflix. Right. Never saw it before. And I don't even think he killed anybody in that. Uh, that I remember. He, but they do show him fight. Because yeah. like in Star Trek 2, they don't, they don't actually fight at all. Cause yeah, because it's, it's a ship, ship, battle. ship battle. But in the original um, Star Trek episode, that is true. him and Kirk fight. So probably basically what happened, he would be the shot of Ren, and Ren would have a thing put in his ear. <laughs> and then like, be a slave to Khan. <laughs> Here's the, here's the original one. And, I mean, you can't. Like, you punch him in his chest. Those abs, that chest. Oh, yeah. Ricardo <laughs> Montalban. Oh, right. Ren, Ren would, Ren would, his hands would just eventually be broken and bloody <laughs> like that dude from... Uh... Hey, look, he's a master of stealth. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. Where is he? Oh! <laughs> oh, wow. He's got quite a grip. <laughs> and he, he does have super strength, too, to some degree, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bender's dead. I mean, uh, Ren. Ren's dead. Yeah, Bender. he just bent. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what those things are made of. They could be made of chocolate. I'm sure they're not Legos. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, like you said, chocolate where it just melts in your hand. But you, we've seen Kirk fight, you know, numerous, numerous uh, aliens. Yeah, yeah. And fight. 
and this guy gives him a, a, a tussle. So yeah, we can, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah, I think right. at the end, I think Spock like is the one that kind of you know somebody interferes or something to two on one it or something like that. space. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that's Whoa, not even Kirk. Jump and kick. Yeah, no, it? it doesn't. <laughs> Didn't look like him. That is. <laughs> <laughs> buttons. Double axe handle. Double axe handle. <laughs> it's a steel cage match on the Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, look, Kurt Need versus Khan, Star Trek original series. Blatantly showing like the stunt doubles. They are. Yeah. <laughs> you got to think. I mean, the resolution was pretty terrible back then. Well, yeah, like I'm sure back then on the TV, nobody could tell. But now, like when you watch Superman, speaking you of see that, the uh, we just watched uh, the Wizard of Oz in 3D, and. I've seen The Wizard of Oz countless, countless times and stuff like that. But until recently, I had never, ever seen that the Scarecrow has a gun in his hand. Oh, and you mean at the end? I mean, oh, uh, right. when in the forest? The woods? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never seen, and I'm like, they added that in there. They, they et this shit. <laughs> so, uh, but I went look it up, and it's been there ever since. And it's just so much going on in that scene that just most people don't even notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, and it's going so quick, too. Yeah. So. And it's like one thing that, what, like that one or two shots, and then... And then. Yeah, it's, it's out. Yeah. But, but in such a different movie, you know, first monkey lands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least I got six of them. Save one for myself. <laughs> so Khan, even though he got beat up by Kirk, that's okay. Yeah. Who's he taking on again? Ren from Ren. Footloose. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Eighties <laughs> Kevin case. Bacon. Oh no, Kirk was kind of moving like him <laughs> with all the flying kicks. I don't know. Khan, I think Khan's got this. Look at those I think, dances. I think the punch dance is a one trick. Oh, okay. Khan's a tactician, too. Like, at least even in the movie. Like, he, uh, you know, that's one of his strengths is that he's a t- brilliant he's like tactical. like a luchador. He's a <laughs> tactical mind. Huracan Juventud Guerrero. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. That's fine. <laughs> he can take a hit, apparently, so. Yeah. Khan kills Ren. Sure. All right. Now, remember when we, remember Ariel last time? We talked about her battle. Right. And I told you the next fight, there's a precedent for what's about to happen. Okay. Let's this arena. I would for is still half you know waist deep water. Right. Ariel swimming around somewhere under the surface, mm-hmm. wading through it. Three fifty seven Magnum in hand. Eugene Tackleberry from Police Academy. Mm. And if you remember Police Academy five, there's a tiger shark oh. moving ever so close to innocent bathers. When out of nowhere that gun barrel comes <laughs> under the water to the shark's face. Cease and desist the swimming area now, Mister. And that shark <laughs> gets the fuck out of dodge. So I would assume Ariel would just be swimming towards Tackleberry's legs. Is that it? And the barrel would just come right under the water. I don't know what this is. That's, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Now oh, that music. Oh, God. <laughs> this movie's so terrible. I even hate watching this part. <laughs> you brought it up. I know. This is important research. It's important to this battle. It's almost like a shot-for-shot, like, Jaws parody almost, because in the original Jaws, it shows him swim past the people fighting another dude. I think that's what they were going for. Waist-deep water. Yeah. But you see the fin. Ariel that's would not true. have a fin. It's pretty clear, there. though. He's stealth. Is the water, isn't the water still bloody from, uh... <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's nice. the French version. That actually might be more entertaining. We still yeah. get the idea. <laughs> it made it worth watching again. Sacre bleu! <laughs> takes off. Okay. <laughs> we get it. I would assume the... I would say, in fairness, the water is sort of like ocean water. I mean, so... And it's waist deep. 
However, Mythbusters, they did explore the guns to bring up Mythbusters again. Even point blank, I don't remember. I remember, like, the, they were shooting, like, into the pool. Yeah, and they didn't go past the surface too much. Um, hmm. I don't know. But you don't. You would have a gun, though. Yeah, you brought up a good point, too, because of the stealth aspect. Because, like you said, I was, you know, of course, in this one, he, he sees the shark, but would he see Ariel? Because she, you know, she, the shark, shark is a, you know, a dumb animal, basically. So, so to speak. What's the shark ammo? Slow the what? guys. There was a video uh, that a gun shooting at a shark. Oh, it was? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's see what this is. For. Shark ammo. Uh, we got oh, an ad. But we could still. Uh, but. Uh, and it's mermaid Ariel, right? Yes. Yes. yes so so <laughs> once we get, I think it's going to come down to whether or not even if point blank range, a bullet would do anything to her. If, okay, if, if even it if she avoided it, how would she take him down? Just, just drown him. Oh, yeah, just true. pull him. Well, well there is. Well, let's let's be honest. The thing, the problem is, is that she can breathe underwater. Seems he like couldn't. A bullet stopped right there. Would that be lethal? Uh, yeah, probably. Right. I mean, if it's right up against right her, her face, head, yeah. But you know, last time she killed Cochran, an elderly man, and this right. is Eugene Tackleberry. Now he's not like Schwarzenegger, but I mean, he's not. Elderly, he's, and he's fight. he's pretty big, but it's way deep, so he'd have to be off his feet. Tuckleberry would have a weapon because she's kind of unarmed, but I mean she's in her element. Element, but maybe he would wait for the tackle, and then as soon as he he's grabbed, point the gun where he needs to point it. I mean, but even well, it doesn't even say. I've seen if have any evidence over there. Let's see. We're just watching some videos to get a better scientific understanding of this fictional <laughs> battle. Yeah. 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 Shark ammo. Oh, this, uh, this must be like the actual thing that they're talking about now, like the herd of shark or something. Maybe I don't know. Well, and it well, curves yeah, too. Like so. Hmm. So basically, he could be a you know. I mean, the gun might speed. be rendered useless unless he gets her above the water. But if he's <laughs> under the water, he could try to grab her. And bring her <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> she's drowning him, and he just like pushes her head up. <laughs> <laughs> pushes her head above the water. Yeah. That sounds cool to me. Yeah. I'll take that. I think Tackleberry... Yeah, I mean, I just think... And also, he he's... She's what we established, like a 17-year-old girl, roughly, versus a grown policeman. Yeah. I think, you know, strength-wise, he would have her to where... I mean, she would have speed and possibly surprise, but I think the end, Tackleberry would just need that one... He has six shots in that thing. He just needs one to hit. And he's a good shot. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, some of these bullets don't do any damage, so come down to bullet. But yeah, let's go ahead and give it to a uh, tackleberry. I'd say I go with that. All right, <laughs> All right tack proceeds. Yeah, unless my animated she, love of my young life is lifeless in the water with no face. Yeah, her fish army. <laughs> her fish army comes and starts like <laughs> picking at her remains. Have, have her. you ever seen the uh, the fish is ugly video? No. Uh, dude, fish is ugly. It's 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 in time with the Little Mermaid. Um, might have to type in mermaid. Let's see here. No, you just got to table that. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a college humor video, and it's oh. Sebastian singing, and they're just talking about like some of the, like the fish that you see like in the marinara trench and stuff, and how scary they are and stuff. <laughs> That's it's, awesome. it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> we will find that and revisit it. Ha! Yeah, Next that'll probably be on the college humor website. <laughs> yeah. Next battle, by round contestant, Eddie Valiant from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, wait, that might be it. Oh, Under the Deep, Little Mermaid Parody. Yeah, College Humor. Let's give it a listen. Let's see if that's it. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. 
This will be uh, Ariel's memory. <laughs> <laughs> Send away. This is what's going yeah. through her head. But travel a little deeper and you'll see a hellish sight. <laughs> Just look at the angler fishes, the blowfish and gulp for eel. So cheat the hosting surround you. Giant spider crabs are real. <laughs> this is like educational. Yeah. <laughs> and humorous. Most of them blinded, everything's giant. These fish have teeth. You can see the spook fish spread. Giant squid regenerate. Well, and the fish is they parasitic, that's how they breathe. I'm learning so much. <laughs> <laughs> Ego sharks and devil fishes, giant worms on surfaces. The vampire squids <laughs> Fish are scary. <laughs> Pressure is rising. They're multiplying. Repulsive freaks. <laughs> Forge our giant isopods. In this nightmare, I forgot. Maybe yeah. it's creepier when you get deeper into the sea. <laughs> they did a really good job, like with the lyrics too. Like, yeah, like it makes sense. <laughs> but you can check out the rest of it YouTube under the deep sea Little Mermaid parody. Check out the rest because we're not a radio station. That's true. <laughs> But it, that's a definite hilarious aside. Yeah. And the animation is a send off. It's great. But Eddie, Bye, Ariel. Eddie Valiant, Valiant is taking on the tough Nazi from Raiders of the Lost Ark who oh. previously killed uh, Ray Cameron, another detective who fought creeps and not toons. So the big ass tough Nazi, played by Pat Roach, whose only weakness is an airplane propeller, is fighting Eddie Valiant. Hmm, what does Eddie have? Does he have his, like, cartoon gun? (laughs) Would that hurt a human, though? (laughs) Or just annoy him? Or any of those cartoon weapons he used. Can you kill him with laughter? Yeah. Even if he had, like, his arsenal from the end, yeah, like, with a singing sword and all that, I think the Nazi would just take it and just beat the shit out of him. He might be confused for a little while. I think so. Would that be enough to kill him? Now, I'll just be like, I don't know German, but like, what's his das? Like, oh. like, he's dancing, trying to like confuse him. Who did he kill before? Uh, Ray Cameron from Night of the Creeps. Uh, so he's already killed the detective who was younger and in better shape than Eddie Valiant. I gotcha. Yeah, I guess in that So case. I would say the Nazis went again. The Nazis went again. <laughs> you go with that. No, 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 yeah, no, to- know. totally go with that because, uh, I mean, say like Roger Rabbit, I mean, you really don't see Eddie Valiant do anything. You know, yeah. it's kind of... <laughs> I mean, he could take on some, you know, weasels and tunes with his song and dance antics and com- comedy act, but a Nazi are not known for their sense of humor. Right. Without any kind of real weapons and stuff like that, as soon as he gets his hands on them, it's game over. Yeah. He would, Eddie Valiant would be He's in, on with his Jordan. brother. Yeah, I was going to say, joining his brother. <laughs> Drop the piano on his head. All right, last round on this side of the bracket for we move to the next side. Ferris Bueller mm. from his own movie, by week contestant, Faces Darkness. Who mm. still has the blood of Ernest P. Worrell on his hands? Mm. Ah, still so, still so painful. But I don't. I mean, is there anything to even talk about <laughs> on this really. one? His day off is now his eternal Ferris Bueller's Day in Hell, which lasts for eternity, because <laughs> Tim Curry kills him faster than Ernest. Gloat all you want, darkness. 
Your day is coming. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so Ferris has his permanent day off. (laughs) (laughs) Moving to the next side before we get to the fourth, uh, third, fully into the third round. Bi-week contestant, Ningo Montoya, Mm. takes on the Blues Brothers. Oh. So (sighs) Ningo Montoya has his sword. The Blues Brothers have their microphones. Do they have a car? No. No Bluesmobile? I thought they had a car last time. (laughs) We thought that would be great, but (laughs) we couldn't find a... They fought the Frog Brothers. Right. And they really didn't have a vehicle, so... Well, in that case, as long as he's using his correct hand, uh, yeah, he can take him down. Yeah, I think... I would. I mean, it, uh, first of all, maybe the numbers, but if he's if he's not left-handed... Yeah. Oh, yeah, there it was. <laughs> <laughs> so, unfortunately, the Blues Brothers <laughs> yeah. are playing in heaven. That one's pretty clear. And, he, and, and Migo Matoya has to move on, because we have to see... Yeah. Yeah. He needs, <laughs> it needs to be an epic sword battle somewhere. Mm. All right, here we go. Now we're into the controversy. Superman or Marty McFly? <laughs> I think we. I still think Marty should have won based on what we said because it, no matter who oh, fights Superman travel. has to have like everything that they use in a movie at their disposal right? to even be somewhat fair. So I think, you know, amazing turn of events. Marty McFly kills baby Superman. Um, he would uh, need help, of course. But what happened is Superman kills Marty. Doc reads about it or something like that. Before Jason <laughs> squishes his head. And he decides, oh, I got to go back and save Marty. How do I do that? It's he's he's Superman. Yeah, he could send him a letter. Or, I mean, he would have to go for Superman. So he'd go there when he, like, landed on Earth and find the baby. And See, you know, the way I imagine that Marty died the first time and stuff like that was uh, he gets into DeLorean and Superman just kind of, like, stares at him and watches he turns the corner. He starts, oops, starts speeding up to hit uh, 88. Right when he gets to about 85, Superman just stands in front of the car. <laughs> but uh, if he could find out about, you know, because uh, with, with time travel, it's, it's such a, so many variables and stuff like that. But yeah. if he could find out about it and go back in time, I mean, you could basically change anything. But if Superman knew about it, he can also change. <laughs> they both can uh, go back in time. So uh, Okay, well, we need a contestant here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I mean, Since, he is Superman. <laughs> I'm going to go with the underdog, just because, and also because Superman is such a hard character to. Uh, and I would love to see uh, if Marty could find out about it. He could go back in time and stop Baby Superman. You know. Yeah, I'd like to think Superman bows out of the fight. He's bigger <laughs> than this whole I thing. You can't kill me anyway. Whoever put <laughs> us here, so it's a bye. Yeah, for Marty. So if you disagree, let us know. Because I mean. When we get to our final two, well, as a hypothetical thing, if Superman had made it, would this person even be able to beat Superman? Just for shits and giggles. Right. But let's get there first. Okay. But as of now, Marty is taking on the Wraith. Oh. So the Wraith could have his indestructible car, and Marty could have the DeLorean, but I don't think that would change anything. Hmm. Because, again... The Wraith pretty much has a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> Marty has his hoverboard, and there's a big pile of horse manure in a cart off to one side of the arena. Maybe they decide to race. <laughs> Wraith wins. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Marty's looking over. He's like, like you're saying, getting close to 88, and then, ah! <laughs> when the Wraith just re- reassembles. <laughs> so if it's, a, if it's a car battle, the Wraith has it. I don't know if he would even get the DeLorean started, though. <laughs> like, come on, come on! 
This, uh, which Marty was it? Back to the Future one or two? Uh, we had Mad Dog from three. It was two. Yeah, yeah it was. Two. You're right. It's part two. Oh, Delorean could, DeLorean could fly. Oh, that's a good point too. I don't know. This but is just Marty's <laughs> never done anything really breaks. aggressive. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, even if he like put the dinner plate in his chest, he's gonna stop <laughs> a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the spread is just going to take off. His chest yeah. will be pristine, but his head is gone. His arms yeah. are blown off. So it's definitely without vehicles. Without a doubt, the Wraith wins. Even with vehicles, I think the Wraith would still... Yeah. Marty would think he won because the car would blow up, and then he looks ahead of him, and there's the car. Yeah, Just like when the train hitting the DeLorean in three. Because in this fight, we can't include time travel in this one. Like yes. we would have. Yeah, because it was fair, and that, it, there was a logical reason. In this one, there's not, so... yeah. With if now let's let's play devil's advocate. If Superman was fighting the Wraith, <laughs> I mean, once again, <laughs> he doesn't even have the time travel yeah. element. Really, he just. I mean, but he keeps coming back. You know. Yeah. So it, when I will mean, Superman get tired of it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess essentially, once he's dead, it's like the winner, Superman. And then if he just appears, he's just like, oh, I'm still alive. I'm a ghost, and he just <laughs> drives off. <laughs> he doesn't technically die. So yeah, rega- I'm just gonna put a wraith, yep, and Superman just as we just so we we know a reminder for you, just so we just so we can keep it going. Yep, yep. Next fight, I've been wondering when he turn up because he is in the countdown. Emerging out of an air conditioning vent above the arena, drops John McClane, no shoes. <laughs> uh, let's say he has this machine gun because he's fighting Freddy Krueger, who's oh. picking pieces of Bill and Ted out of his teeth. Okay, from the previous match, <laughs> right. So John McClane versus Freddy Krueger. Mm. So it's not looking good for McClane. No. <laughs> I mean, he would shoot Freddy all over. Ah! And they get the cahier, and then Freddy oh, would just gut him when his back's turned or something. Yeah, no, no one's uh, thought of that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> on the internet except us. We're pioneers here. Yeah. Freddy versus McClane. I don't think he could survive that. I don't think he would either. McClane opens the, the door. He's in a giant. Greenhouse, just glass everywhere. Like, <laughs> my weakness. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's Freddy. Dead. Freddy wins. Freddy moves on. All right, next round. Bye week contestant, Luke Skywalker from Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. He's taking on George Newman from UHF. <laughs> yeah. That the was end. Quick. I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm trying to get devil's advocate on that. There's like nothing, even in like his biggest fantasies, he's not going to stop uh, Luke. Yeah. No. Now, John, you actually had it off there. We we're talking. He, you actually came up with a better person from UHF in the form of Stanley Spadowski. <laughs> would Stanley even pose any further threat to Luke Skywalker with his mop? Than he would George hold his Newman? mop up in the offensive pose, slice in half. Yeah, <laughs> along with Spadowski, <laughs> just long enough to see a look of shock on his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that yeah. might make Luke jump it. Get angry for a second. <laughs> <Of> course, <push him. laughs> yeah. All righty. Moving right along. Bi-week contestant Condor Man mm. is taking on Ugg, the, sci- uh, the alien bounty hunter from Critters 2 who recently killed Mad Dog Tannen. Let's just stop and remember how terrible Condor Man was. I would say Ugg <laughs> just stands there and Condor Man tries to fly and just breaks his neck when he jumps off. Condor Man. Or, or Ugg just lets him fly, and then he just blows him right out of the air into little bitty, little bitty pieces. Best 80s movies of all time. 
<laughs> oh, here we go. Condor Man has it all figured out. I was kind of for a split second hoping to be but the French version. Escape, oh, yeah. No, I hid this under this outfit. Jeez. Oh, jeez. You are not serious. No, I'm not. <laughs> Have you seen this outfit? Of course yeah. I'm not serious. It's probably um, had the worst flying effects of any movie uh, I've ever seen. So they get behind me and hold on tight. Makes me think about uh, the beginning of Kick-Ass. The superhero jumps oh, out of yeah. the building. <laughs> <laughs> That's what should have happened right there. Yep. Yeah, so they just both killed themselves. Nice. Oh, God. Oh, I got my disguise yeah. on. God, okay, enough. <laughs> Ugg kills Condor Man. Sure. I don't, I'm carrying too much weight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the, the bad guys go down one flight of stairs to the next level and just where he crashed and shoot him. Alrighty. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Bi-week contestant Badash from Army of Darkness is fighting Darth Vader. Ooh. Uh, Sword versus lightsaber. Yeah. And the Force. I think you give just, that one to Darth Vader. As much I think as he would just cut him... The bits. Yeah, Bad, Bad Ash is organic, you know, human, yeah, well, basically undead. But, uh, yeah, either force choke him, force push him, lights, throw a <laughs> lightsaber. I mean, it, it would be a very comical battle, much like an army of darkness, where he's, like, losing bits and pieces of him. Even if he had an army of skeletons, you're yeah. still going to see Darth Vader. <laughs> As we've seen in, like, the expanded universe like with the Force Unleashed video games, the f like, they don't ever show you how powerful the Force is in the movies. Like... That army of skeletons would be shattered, and Vader would just be like, kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he would just not yeah, even soil his robes one. with dirt. Eh. So, once again, Lord Vader moves on. All right, we have two bi-week contestants to go. The first of which, Mr. Miyagi from The Karate Kid. All right. Yeah, whoa, Mr. Miyagi. However, <laughs> he's fighting Mike Danton from uh, Deadly Prey. No chance. Ooh. <laughs> you, have you ever watched Deadly Prey, John? I tried to. I didn't. I didn't it. It's on my. Uh... Under, understandable, but Mike Danton is like, you know, you, your Chuck Norris jokes. Like, they just use Chuck Norris because if you use Mike Danton, he'd take offense to it and would kill you for using his name. Like, he's the one that Rambo fears. I mean, look at this dude. <laughs> now, are they going to have weapons or are they just hand to hand? Let's see. It's even hand to hand. <laughs> I think Dan would just kill my... <laughs> I hate to say it. I'm at a disadvantage because I, I haven't seen it. I hate to say it, but... I'm just going that nobody ever, ever hits Miyagi in the movies at all, except for one time that's a in good Karate, point. Kid, Karate Kid 2, when uh, he gets hit, snuck from behind, so, I mean... Well, Mike Danton could hide in trees, because, like... Miyagi is short. Immediately right? out of sight. Yeah. And just as long as down. he's holding onto a branch, he can't be seen. As seen in this... Scene beginning, wherever it is. <laughs> oh, I wish I didn't have stuff to do in the morning and you could spend the <laughs> night or something. We could just get drunk and watch this movie. Because, yeah, this is so silly. No, but, oh, well. Here's a yeah, he's taking example the of stealth. Up. Yeah, see, he was oh, yeah. not high in the tree. Yeah, he's done. <laughs> and, uh, I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I, I hate to just say that because of how we built up Mike Danton on this podcast because he is basically, he might win this entire thing. I'm not saying he will, but 
There's, Maybe it, 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 it could happen. <laughs> Just say it how the cards fall. You might need to bring Superman back. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. the big branch. I don't know. Mike Denton <laughs> might be able to take out Superman. It's revealed that he is Kryptonian as well in the last fight. But anyway, it would, it would be a good fight, but I really I have to go with Mike Denton. <laughs> yeah, look at these stealth look skills. Look at this. <laughs> I get the now I'm going to ask you some questions, and if you give me the right answers, I might let you live. Do you understand? <laughs> Did you ever see the sequel? No. Me neither. I'm waiting until like, we can all get together and uh, watch it. Yeah. I, don't, I can't watch it by myself. Do you have it? Yeah. Oh, well, that has to happen soon. Was it a Criterion film? What? <laughs> <laughs> Blu-ray, Ridley Scott Director's Cut, Special Edition, eight different versions. But... Mike yeah, Denton. That, that tree scene's really early. I whoa, just whoa. can't find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Shorty Shorts came out. <laughs> Uh, this must be the bad guys all in black. Yeah, <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper. This is the reveal of Mike Denton. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> god, I this movie. Be... It's so. It's like it's so bad. But it, this this is, is the bad. worst movie, but the best movie at the same time. When whenever you go to finish it, you got to get James. You got to get like a group of guys. You watch it by yourself. I, I think I, be, if I watch this by myself, it'd be like. <laughs> I don't know. If I have to ask extremists if you ever saw it because we tried doing this. Um, he might have seen it because he's might, seen a lot of. Yeah, he's, a lot of those B movies. Yeah, especially when y'all talk, he's like, "Well, I've seen that." I'm like, "Wow." Because we had tried doing it something similar with. Uh, I don't know if you ever seen this a movie called My Science Project. Yes. We uh, with the dino- with the big the weird yeah time weird machine. boom box looking mm-hmm. thing and and uh, it's it's I pretty saw great. It one time a long time ago. I haven't seen it in a long it's, time. The whole movie's on YouTube. Yes. There he is. So, <laughs> there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> No one saw him. <laughs> it's oh great. It's gosh. so great. But uh, okay, last round before we move on to our last battle until we move on to the official start of round three. Yeah. Bi-week contestant Jack Burton mm. is taking on Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. Mm. Now this is, I don't know, this is kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take this off the screen. I can't stop watching it. (laughs) But, uh, uh, Jack Burton is all bravado. As much as I love Jack Burton, he's not really much of a fighter. Right. He gets lucky. Yeah. Very, you know. Yeah. In fact, uh, I think it was you or James said it when y'all talked about it how it's basically he's Wang's sidekick. Oh, yeah. He's not even like the main person in the movie. So Jack and Wang. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wang Wang does everything. Yeah. Exactly. So. So it's more like Robin fighting. A less badass version of Han Solo. Yeah, yeah, I can't even find him he has a fighting gun. anybody. I mean, no, he, I mean, the only thing he really does is uh, with a knife. Yeah, and that's basically it. And uh, wow. in the end, and that's that's you can debate it. It's it's probably because of Wang's potion. See things you cannot see. Do things you cannot do. Yeah, so, it's decided. Gun versus knife. Gun. Yep. <laughs> so, so Deckard, Harrison Ford might ha- fight Harrison Ford. It could happen. Mirror match. <laughs> let's see where are we at time wise Jesse about uh, 45 minutes through okay let's go ahead uh, we've officially finished round two mm-hmm. so next week we'll get through round, the entire both brackets all of round three and the week after that we'll have we'll finish it off so yeah. basically about two Sounds more good. episodes and this uh, we're recording this right before Christmas Eve however this would be the, f- ep- the last episode of the year yeah uh, based on the dates that uh Everybody out there will be listening. So I thought it would be cool if we talked about, most people do it anyway, and it's always fun to talk about with friends, 
let's this week let's do our favorite movies of the year that we saw. Uh, I wrote mine down. I know I kind of sprung it on y'all last minute because I was yeah, thinking I, it, as I was walking home <laughs> or driving home from work today. Like uh, I was listening to another podcast where we're talking about oh the best film of the year is this. And I was like I ain't seen that. I'm like nah, we should talk about it tonight while John's here. So hey, I stopped at a dirty truck stop and it made me a list. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so, uh, in no particular order. Well, actually, I guess I can. I kind of rank mine. I'll, I'll put mine or be in, a, in an order at least. Uh, now, these are, of course, none of us have seen every movie that's come out this year. There's, I still haven't seen The Hobbit. You've seen The Hobbit. Not that it would be on your best list. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's still a lot of movies out there that even haven't come out for us here in Louisiana. Uh, for example, like Unbroken or Into the Woods. A lot of the uh, Christmas movies haven't come out yet. Yeah. Uh, and all that. So, but so far this year, and uh, when I was kind of thinking about it, I really didn't think there was that many good movies this year until I looked at the list and like, wait, like you were saying too, Jesse, earlier mm-hmm. off the air, I didn't realize that came out this year. But uh, my number five of the, and again, this is not what I think is going to win Best Picture. This is just one of my favorite of the year, and this was this was it was really hard narrowing it down to five for me. But my fifth favorite movie of the year was none other than Guardians of the Galaxy. And I would assume that's probably on both of y'all's lists. I'm pretty sure it's on yours, John. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. high. <laughs> but uh, that was, and I, and also it's too because Winter Soldier came out this year as well, and yeah, I was like, God, this is the best movie. This is the best comic book movie ever. And then Guardians comes out, and like, this is the best comic book movie ever. <laughs> and to me, the the best thing I can say about Guardians of the Galaxy from for me is that it was like watching Star Wars for the first time almost yeah, as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we actually uh, communicated back and forth after the movie came out. Yeah, and that's exactly kind of how we felt. Uh, the thing about Guardians, uh, I'll say Guardians is really high on my list. I kind of I can do a top five. With yeah. you, go back and forth with you, uh, and I'll add a little bit to Guardians later. But I'm one of the I'm a, I guess kind of I don't like going to the movies like mostly on weekends and stuff. Yeah, because we don't. I, I hate yeah. um, when there's too many people and somebody you know somebody has their cell phone out or something stupid like that. And in fact, one of the movies that's on my list, I kind of. I had to rewatch it again to kind of thoroughly enjoy it because the theater experience was so bad for it. Like mm. There was actually somebody with a, a vaporizer in the theater, and uh, <laughs> but for Guardians, like we went to see it on a weekend, and I was really hesitant. But it was like free tickets and stuff. Yeah. And um, uh, me and my girlfriend and her dad went. And her dad, uh, he's like late mid fifties and stuff like that. And we all walked out, you know, kind of in silence, and we're like, "What do you think?" What you? And we were all like ten. You know, we all. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun. You know, the the soundtrack. You know, the humor, the action. Yeah. Um, that it had ties to like you know like you, bigger things to come. Yes, and uh, for it was such a risk for Marvel like with that kind of movie yeah. like bringing space and cosmic and stuff into it. I mean, if you think about it, it's a movie with a, a raccoon and, a, and a, a tree and all these other stuff yeah. like that. So it's 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 a big bite to chew on. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I think it hit it on all strides and stuff. Oh, like definitely. That. And, uh, I mean. I picked it up recently when it just came out. And I've already watched it like twice. Me too. Uh, wow. And I actually watched. Oh, and I watched all the special features and just like the care and like the 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 risk that Marvel did. Because James Gunn, if you look at his work, he he did like tra- trauma movies like nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then he did a movie called Super, which I love. Super, Super was awesome. Yeah. That movie Slither. almost makes me cry at the end. Like it's so it's such oh, a it's good up, movie. Yeah. But it's, it's, it, but it's so fucked up. <laughs> There's <laughs> that one scene. I'm just like, oh my god. You're talking about the wrench. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it. But uh, Guardians. I mean, they gave this guy like the, these keys to like this big thing, and just mm-hmm. like, you know, like, and uh, his vision, like what he wanted to do, like, like for uh, Groot and Rocket, they actually had his brother like walking around, like crawling around as Rocket, and they had like somebody on stilts. So like, yeah, whenever Groot. you're watching it, like people are making eye contact, just little details like that. Because mm-hmm. I mean. 
another director would have just done straight CGI for these things and you yeah, know, George tennis Lewis. balls yeah, going everywhere. Day. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I definitely agree. That's that's up there for one of mine. Um, one of, uh, I guess my number five for the year would be Edge of Tomorrow. I like yeah. that. Oh, that was I enjoyed really good it too. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow was the movie that I was like, just recently saying that the theater experience was kind of messed up for me. Oh, is that but, the one with the? Yeah, just cell phones. Like, and if somebody has a cell phone out there below me, they're getting popcorn on them. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm flicking popcorn, <laughs> flicking popcorn. Amen. Preach yeah. on. Because <laughs> I mean, I wish we had an Alamo Draft House around here where they just, oh, I wish. they would just bounce you out. Uh, the second you pull out your phone, you know. Yeah. Well, it was in hospital. Don't care. Get out. And that's but, a movie uh, you really needed to like not be distracted exactly, with. Exactly. Yeah. Because like there was all those. Uh, but they, great, great, great movie. I mean, uh, and I, did, I when I saw the movie, I saw it in two D, and then mm-hmm. when it came out, I, I picked up the three D, and it looks even more amazing. So wow. I was wow. completely immersed in. And I mean, I wanted more of that universe, just that kind of mm-hmm. you know, uh, we unbeatable adversary and stuff like that. And how do we yeah. overcome it? It's just really a unique story. Uh, some people don't like Tom Cruise. I like Tom Cruise, and I thought he was I awesome. Love him. Yeah, I thought he was awesome in this movie. He so. was really good, especially because he. I like how they did a really good job in that film of like showing how he's kind of this cocky, how he becomes what he becomes by the end. Right. From, from Groundhog Day in it over and over and over. And it yeah, was just like, they did it. When it was coming out, that's what a lot of people were saying. It was just a sci fi Groundhog Day. I was like, I have no problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's there. What's wrong with that? But I really like, in fact, when I first saw the trailer, it reminded me of. Speaking of Starship Troopers off the air, because mm. uh, the book Starship Troopers was more like those kind of suits right. that they fought with. I was like, oh, it's like Starship Troopers. It looks amazing. And it's like Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, who's looked better than ever, in my opinion, in that movie. It's like, damn. But it was just awesome. It was like shades of Starship Troopers, the books, shades of Warhammer, a little bit of Halo mixed in. I mean, it had all sorts of just awesome, not that it was, I'm not saying it's copying any of that, but I mean, it had a, a good feel to everything. And like you said, the aliens were, they were awesome to look at and they were you know how I'm, the, whole, I'm, the whole time I'm thinking is like how is how are they going to beat this? Like, what's going to happen here? Maybe there's even that point where that that like that farmer where like we can't we like oh yeah can't win. like just, we can't like there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I love like the whole like where he's learning everything and kind of like because oh, yeah. he got a little bit of comedy mixed into it and stuff. Like yeah, that. and yeah, just fantastic movie. I love the part where like because uh, I, I like it. it's one of those movies where they have those comedic elements but it doesn't take away from anything right right like where he goes in in the beginning and like you know hides the cards like protects him it's like because he's already done it like 20 times mm-hmm. but it was it was done like, like oh it's so awesome and he like his little snarky remarks and all that like cutting people off saying their names right right yeah it's just and they're like good reactions from those people, like like what the hell's going on here but I, I really enjoyed that movie yeah and the thing last thing about that movie is uh, it got good reviews but it didn't like blow like yeah you know, like box off some money and stuff away so they they kind of did a a switch up on the name when it came out on blu-ray and dvd like it's uh if you, it's yeah. edge of tomorrow and then like well they call it live die repeat on the dvd and then like at the bottom depending on which if you buy the steel book or the regular dvd it actually says edge of tomorrow hmm. but they re-released it as uh well didn't release they released it on a home video uh as live die repeat huh. yeah i've heard that because i know the it's based on a manga i believe or it was either a book or a manga but it was called because uh, originally when it was co- when it was coming out it was called All You Need Is Kill, um, or that was the name of the source material. Yeah. So then they changed it to Edge of Tomorrow, which uh, I, I think sounds cooler. Oh anyway. yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, Live Die Repeat. <laughs> Just funny. But funny it works. title. Jess, you have any kind of order? Or? I don't have any kind of order. So y'all continue, and I'll sweep up afterwards. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> uh, number four for me would be. Uh, the second X-Men movie that came out this year being Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought it was a great take on the origin <laughs> of Nightcrawler. Yeah. 
But uh, no, a filmmaker when he started. Yeah, you know, you went, I thought I thought he was born that way, but no, like apparently they didn't even touch on it in his origin story. Yeah, how he became Nightcrawler. Yeah, but uh, of course, I like how they never mentioned Marvel at all. <laughs> exactly, you wouldn't know it was Nightcrawler <laughs> unless you read the title of the movie. But of course, then all, all kidding aside, uh, <laughs> Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and the lo- still lovely Renee Russo. I saw it not too long ago. It was actually it was uh, on Nell vs. Nostalgia. I think it was the Home Alone episode when you talk about Maniac. How it's you know it's that's a dark messed up movie, great soundtrack, very atmospheric. Nightcrawler was like that. It was definitely uh, I still haven't got around to see it yet, but it's on my list. Uh, a little bit harder to get away now. Like I used to. Yeah, you, know, yeah, you got a but, uh, three month old. Right. <laughs> but yeah, even the I mean the trailer got me. I was like, wow, this is different. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I mean I get a lot. I've never been a Gyllenhaal fan, Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Like mm-hmm. I don't hate the guy, but it's not like oh the new Gyllenhaal movie. I want to see what he does, but. I would be shocked if he doesn't get a best actor nod for this film. Hmm. His performance was exceptional, and it's a, it was a very quirky character. If that makes you'll see when you see the movie, it's it's, it's very different and just you know it's almost like uh, I'm trying to think of a movie where the main character is really like a terrible person. But you'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, like you kind of like agreeing with him, or I mean, I'm like okay, I Breaking understand bad. why. Yeah, there you go. Like in a, in a in a sense. Yeah. Uh, speaking of breaking, I just got a quick quick tangent. I saw Exodus, Gods and Kings. Jesse Pinkman's in that movie <laughs> as Joshua, the oh. biblical Joshua, and I don't think Aaron Paul is a bad actor. But <laughs> no, speaking of that, we're watching it and they show him getting whipped and he's bald at this point. I mean, like in the movie, right? And he looks up and it looks like I mean, it, it is it's Jesse Pinkman and of he's, and Moses Tristan Bell's Moses is like, uh, where's so and so? And he says something. My wife leans over to me and goes, "Bitch!" <laughs> and then every That's time they show not him, go away for a long time. I'm, and again, I'm not saying he's a bad actor or anything, but every time they show him in the movie, it's just like I'm thinking. After everything he says, he's like, "Bitch, bitch, yo, what? yo, I, Moses, magnets, bitch." I, I enjoyed Need for Speed. Did you watch it? That's I'll, I will talk about next the no, next that's week. So <laughs> I, I mean, for what it was like, uh, one of the things I heard heard about it when I went into watching it was that they use a lot of. Uh, Practical and like real, yes. like Rex and stuff like that. And when I watched, I mean, that stuff was that was fantastic stuff. If I but, can uh, say something good about it, that is. But <laughs> I mean, for a movie that for almost the whole movie takes place inside of a car, yeah, you know, it was a popcorn movie. You know, yeah. you shut your brain off, leave it. You know, and definitely leave your brain at the door, right? <laughs> in my <laughs> opinion, I well, I'll talk. I'll, let's talk about that next week. All right, unless it's on your list for top. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, okay, just making sure. Didn't want to sound like an asshole. To our guests, stretches up. But yeah, but Nightcrawler was it was very atmospheric, and immediately after watching, I went and downloaded the soundtrack. And it's it's one of those really cool. It's almost Trent Reznor ish, Nine Inch Nails ish, Mm. but not like Reznor soundtrack, like you know, Social Network kind of stuff. More like industrial kind of sets a sets a good sets a mood, kind of like Rob does on the Maniac. The Maniac soundtrack. Did you did you watch that? Oh yeah, it's pretty. The end is messed up. <laughs> and uh, I know I've seen the original like a long time ago. I don't remember anything about it. So I want to go back and watch the original again now that I've seen the remake. Mm-hmm. And I'll never look well, at Elijah Wood the same way again. Well, the poster, uh, the original poster is him, you know, with the holding the scalp, yeah. the bloody knife. And when he's chasing the woman in the parking lot. Yeah. Because reflection I, 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 in the corridor is so awesome. I wouldn't have even known that until, except because I listened to Now versus Nostalgia and James uh, John talked about that. So that's, and then I was like, oh, that's awesome. Because you learn stuff when you listen to podcasts such as this and, and NVN. But uh, that was my number four, Nightcrawler. Check it out. Uh, like I said, 
I think it's going to be an Oscar contender. I would say it's an Oscar contender based upon the movies I've seen this year. And again, mm-hmm. I haven't seen all of them. But that's one that I'll, I really think Hall deserves an, at least a nomination. Uh, my next one um, it was like I just pulling up to remember all the actors that were in it. Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, that's on my uh, list yeah, too. There you go. Fantastic but, movie. Yeah. I mean, Wes Anderson can barely. I mean, he can make a movie about a, a cooking show, and I'd yeah. watch it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I mean, anything with uh, him, like Bill Murray, like when he gets like his his staple character, like actors and stuff into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so much fun. Um, I uh, I'm trying to remember his name. My head's going blank right now. Can you pull up the cast for it? Ray right Fine. Yeah, right. yeah. Voldemort. Voldemort himself. And I was looking for uh, oh God, I can't think of his name. Uh, Jason Schwartzman. Oh yeah. Ah uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. You know, I uh, love him as He's an actor. Awesome. His music and stuff is great. And uh, I thought he was awesome in there. And I I can't remember the, the little guy who was the the bellhop. Yeah, the little kid. Yeah, because I had never seen him anything else. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's not. Um, I mean, he'll probably be an extended list, but uh, it was fantastic. Like I love Defoe. Like expect Defoe in a, a Wes Anderson film is like that's the the best version of Willem Defoe. Favorite scene. Zero. Favorite scene in that movie yeah. that just cracked me up. It was uh, when they were doing the escape and they open uh, the hatch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just. Just <laughs> it's so good. It's and it's just you know it's like you you f- you don't expect to watch. You see the trailer, and you sit down to watch, and you get into it, and you don't expect it to kind of stir the emotions that it does. I mean, it's 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 just a good movie. And like I've mentioned on the podcast before, my wife tends to fall asleep a lot of times, especially watch watch this at home and it's in the theater. So if she ever wants to lay in my lap and like play with my hair while I watch the movie, I'm always like, nope, you're going to finish watching the movie. She didn't want to lay in my lap on that movie because she enjoyed it so much. Yeah. You know, so that's a, and she usually doesn't go in for movies quite like that. She just likes a little more exciting type stuff or unless something really, looks really interesting. But Grand Budapest kept us both. Yeah, like, we did a, recently did kind of a, like a whole Wes Anderson kick and we watched all of them. I introduced her to every single one of them. Wow. So. Had she seen any of them before? Or? No, she hadn't seen any of them. <laughs> and, uh, but we watched them all like Rushmore. Um, what's the one? Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. Uh, uh, Tenenbaums. No, Bombs is the only one we didn't watch. Uh, what's the one with the Boy Scouts? Okay, oh, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, that, that one was great. Even too, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> then, and like, you know, <laughs> and like, because when you, when you see the trailer for it, you know, immediately I'm thinking like, you know, Rudolph and all that because of the, yeah, but, Bass. but it was so good and it was so, it was so funny. And you fall in love with those little things, you know, like. Oh yeah, I love that. It was that. so great. His, but, uh, Jason Schwartzman here was awesome too. He's yeah. like <laughs> and the ruse <laughs> stuff. It was really good. But uh, the Dodging Limited, I think, was uh, probably my favorite out of all his films. Really? Yeah. I just, I, uh, Adrian Brody is kind of like a unique. You know, I only like him in certain things. Mm-hmm. Like mostly, I usually find him just kind of stale kind of stuff yeah. but I thought he was fantastic on there all of them like mm-hmm. the the chemistry and the mix between they the had, three brothers yeah. oh it was awesome I mean that, that, I did not like it by any stretch of the imagination but uh, I really and honestly Grand Budapest is probably my favorite uh, now now. but I like until this one I really like Moonrise Kingdom it Moonrise, was just, King, Moonrise Kingdom I think is, is great I, I own it and I love it it's just got some really awkward scenes stuff that I have yeah. with the kids I was just kind of like how far are they going to take this you know, when we first watched <laughs> it I was just going I'm glad I'm not watching this at the theater because I don't know. But <laughs> oh, for 2000, just kind of 2014, yeah, 2014 list definitely. If you haven't seen Grand uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, and I'll tell you one thing about Wes Anderson too. Like uh, for the longest time, my least favorite film by him was Life Aquatic. Mm-hmm. But then I actually came on TV uh, or Showtime, I should say, or whatever one of those channels uh, a 
couple months ago and I only seen it one time. And then I watched it again. I was like, God, I really didn't like get this movie. Or like, you know, maybe I was distracted or not in the mindset. But then after seeing it for the second, I was like, God, this movie is so much better than I remembered it being. So that's how it was with, uh, the first time I saw Rushmore. Because mm-hmm. like, it's kind of slow and boring and stuff. But yeah, now. But definitely. And like I said, that's actually the next movie on my list was Grand Budapest Hotel. So mm. let's go to just go ahead and with your next one. Uh, next one is going to be uh, the Lego movie. Like, the movie was awesome. So much fun. Like Everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, we went to see that and. I'm, I grew up with you know, Legos, I love yeah. Legos and stuff like that. But the movie looked funny. You know, it had Batman and all this stuff in it. The trailer was hilarious, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. showing all these different characters. Yeah. And I remember, like, I, con- I convinced my girlfriend to go watch it. And she, I mean, she absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it first starts off, like, it's, they made the animation as, like, terrible as possible when it first <laughs> off. And I'm like, holy shit, there's going to be two hours of this. <laughs> but, like, it smooths out really quick. By the time yeah. the music starts playing, you don't even notice. Like, it it was a neat transition the way they did it. And, uh, oh, yeah, I, uh, I watched it maybe I think this week, and it's, I watched when I saw the movies. It was, we saw it in 3D. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I that just, was cool. Yeah, it was really neat. I mean, some of this cool stuff in it. But I'm excited to see if they continue with that. I mean, it made so much money, you know, yeah. they will. But where they're going to go with the next, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, like you're saying, like we grew up with Legos, and it's like I, yeah. I have to stop myself from like buying a Lego set, a because I wouldn't have nowhere to put it. Right. Yeah, you know, I put it together. Like, yep. And that'd be so the end of it. I, I, I did that recently. That too. I uh, I still have I have like the Lego tumbler and uh, I have wow. the, the turtle van and some other stuff, but I had like I, I have I can show you a picture of it after the podcast. But I had like the whole Minds of Moria set I kind of built. Damn! <laughs> and then when I was moving, I was just kind of like, where do I put this? Because like it's it's not easy to transport either. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. put this in the bottom of a box and hope nothing happens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We were kids, you know, like uh, you know the Lego sets were pretty much, you know, regular stuff. Then they have the space. Yeah, then they had the pirates, the knights, the yeah, knights and too. the knights too. Yeah, it. but now I mean, but now it's like Ghostbusters, like, ah, Back to the Future. I want uh, that Ecto One so bad. Oh, Lego <laughs> Ecto One. Just to, that's something I would like. I would get and like put it right on my desk. Yeah, they, they have the DeLorean too now. Really? Yes. Because uh, I know they have like a contest or something where like people submit what sets Lego should make or no, something, and like the one. winner they yeah. make it or something. There I, you go. I, and I thought the DeLorean was actually one of those, but it, that's awesome. And get on Amazon. Right? Oh, they got the different versions too. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Of course, back in the day, you know, our Legos had they all had the same face. Oh, right, had, right. And honestly, the speaking of Lego, movie, the most genius thing that I appreciated more than anything about that movie was the fact that the astronaut dude had the cracked helmet. Oh, because every single helmet of every astronaut I had was like that because those things just broke. When me and my, exactly uh, like that. When me and my brother were kids. Uh, we had got at a garage sale this garbage bag full of Legos and we basically like, built all kinds of stuff but I had built this amazing helicopter mm-hmm. and I had like this one little red pilot guy like that and like I refused to take it apart because he's like I need that I need a steering wheel and I was like hell nope. no you better find something <laughs> else you better substitute that this helicopter stays yep <laughs> so awesome Legos it doesn't make sense that I'd send a, steer- <laughs> a steering wheel <laughs> I mean they had like it didn't need it like you just needed the animation and the story to be funny but that, yeah. sh- that movie has an awesome voice cast too. oh god yeah. yes Right. And it was just good. Yeah. I had no, and like the whole end thing about how the, you know the dad kept it all pristine. And yeah, they turned out that was like the world they were in. I was like, that's yeah, you know, all it's, stuff, the it's like the Matrix. <laughs> it was fantastic. I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, number two for me, since number three was Grand Budapest, would obviously be Interstellar. I always love me some Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. no matter what he's doing. 
of course, he's red hot these days. And as we said on the podcast before, I'm not a jump on the bandwagon McConaughey fan. I've liked this guy for years, I say. That's it. Okay. <laughs> no, but Interstellar was, I, I like, that's my kind of movie. Is something a deep sci-fi movie? Oh, yeah. Obviously, Blade Runner, Sunshine, one of my favorite films of all time. Two thousand one, you know, to me, a lot of the some of the most of the greatest films in cinema history to me are those sci-fi sci-fi films. And of course, I said before on the podcast, good sci-fi takes place, you know, has the science fiction elements into it, but it says something about us right now, or you know, modern mod modernity. <laughs> Whatever that word or how you pronounce it is. It's growing through his list and stuff like that. And uh, I've always liked him kind of hey, I mean, ever since I think the first, one of the first movies where he stood out to me was like, of course, Days and Confused. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I love him in Rain of Fire. He's an awesome in Rain that of Fire. That movie is like, uh, when I, I saw a movie in the theater, I'm like, oh, God, this movie is so awesome. And then I'm like, oh, did you saw Rain of Fire? Like talking to friends. And they're like, yeah, my movie sucked. I'm like, yeah, it, I didn't think it sucked. <laughs> it ages but well. It's it, uh, his him in that movie. His character is just like Jaws with dragons. Yeah, I love the part where they're, they're telling the, the story of Star Wars and yeah. stuff like that. With, with Gerard Butler, who at that time's a nobody. Now I, I think oh, you yeah. talked about it. I'm gonna like uh, cry foul on this, but like I hated mud. Like, really? Yes. Yeah, you did talk about mud. I uh, like mud. I liked it. Well, we didn't see it at the movies, and like I was oh, really? sold, I was sold that it was gonna be like it was a real small release, and like. Like it was this awesome bayou, you know, and it started off so strong, but it had like no ending. And yeah. Like I'm, it was so funny because when we saw the movies, uh, my girlfriend convinced me to go watch it and we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And uh, she fell asleep like near the end. <laughs> so like she was kind of like dozing in and off. She, so she saw the part where they were, uh, they were, they were sailing, and, mm-hmm. you know, at the, the very the end very of it. And then kind of shows what well, we left. And then uh, she was like, yeah, there's just no ending. You know what happens? So like I'm like reading them. I didn't really do it, but I was yeah. reading on my phone. I was like, "Oh, we should stay behind the credits." They had an extra scene, and she's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah." And I was like, "They find a pirate ship." And all of a sudden, she was like, "Oh, well, that's so much cooler." And I was like, "Yeah, well, no." <laughs> but it was just—I mean, the acting was great and stuff like that. But just—you just—I just, I, I need a—I don't—I need—I don't want to be guessing what happens. I need yeah. the ending for that, especially for something that just is that dry I see, right. I see I, I exactly i see exactly what you're saying we agree but to disagree his, his his performance and everything else yeah. is fantastic in it i just thought the story is kind of stale you know mm-hmm. if the thing about like not to you know change the or remain on a big tangent or make a bigger tangent of a tangent, tangent but the biggest thing about that movie that reason i liked it was just i really related to that kid not because i had some crazy hermit dude on an <laughs> island that like you know even was hoping to get did. a boat out of a tree you know you know that did happen because we had hurricanes around here but I don't know, there's just something about that kid's character and like the whole thing with you know he's dating the dating the girl and it just it struck a chord with me personally. So of course when things strike as we know about this podcast when something strikes a chord with me it's infallible <laughs> it's amazing it's the best thing ever. But anyway, they know my life. I'll never lead you astray again. <laughs> Killer Joe. No. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? Which last, one? Last one in there. Killer Joe. No. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's on his list right there. It's. Yeah. It's not a great movie, but it's interesting to see his performance. It's basically uh, these two, this son and his uh, his dad hire this uh, state trooper named Joe Cooper to kill their mother to get their inheritance and stuff like that. And basically, he'll make he'll kill people and stuff like that for a fee. Well, they basically uh, pull him in and like tell him like, "Kill your mom, we'll pay you later." And he's like, "That's not how it works. You, know, you pay me up front." And he's like, "He's he's pretty scary." And he's a wow. sociopath in there. And uh, he's like, "Well, I'll take your sister's collateral, kind of." And, uh, I think it's on. I want to say it's on Netflix, and I think, as, except for her mouth, sometimes I think Gina Grishan is a beautiful woman. Oh yeah, 
And they make, whew, if you're a fan of her, that movie might change your mind. You see uh, her hit rock bottom. Oh, wow. No, I don't want to see it. <laughs> so good memories of her from Showgirls and some other things. Uh, Assassins, I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Or, 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 is it, no, Bound, I'm sorry. Oh, Not Bound, Assassins, yeah. Bound. Another Wachowski, formerly Wachowski Brothers film. Well, of course, she's also in uh, one of my guilty pleasures, Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That, that movie is, should be everybody's guilty pleasure because Cage <laughs> is unleashed in that movie, man. <laughs> God. In fact, all those memes you see of them are usually from a scene from Face Off. But let's see. All right, another... Uh, Interstellar and then on to you. Okay. Uh, another one, um, Captain America. Oh, yeah. A Winter Soldier. Awesome. I mean, uh, you see, always see Captain America. You know, he's like uh, unstoppable, you know, taking mm-hmm. on everybody. And they put him up against someone who basically... Uh, possibly, you know, can beat him. Yeah. And uh, great, I mean, special effects, the story is, is they kind of took a different direction with it where it was kind of more mm-hmm. of like, you know, like they want to do like a more espionage kind of, uh, kind of, sp- you know, like uh, the whole thing they did with the shield and stuff. Yeah. Kind of like shook up the whole Marvel universe and it's kind of exciting what they're going to do next with it. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, oh, I mean, it was great. Like, uh, oh, God, yes. Because the first one, like, I like the first one, but to me, it like, you know, between Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, like when knowing those movies are coming out, I was always the most excited for Captain America because I always liked him the best out of those three. You know, everybody knows who Thor is. You know who Iron Man is. I, I collected Iron Man. Com- I had Iron Man comics. Didn't have too many Thor comics. Just never kind of read about it. You know, but yeah. so Iron Man comes out. It's fantastic. I think Thor was next, or was Thor right before or right was, after uh, Captain America? Iron Man, uh, Iron Man Two, Thor is before Captain America. Okay, because. Yeah. Uh, Captain America was the last one before the Avengers. Avengers. Because, you know, Thor comes out. I'm like, God, this movie's amazing. God, this is a great movie. Love the first Thor. And then Captain America comes out. I'm like, oh, God, God, God. They're, all, they're riding a wave here, like, yeah. movie after movie. And then Captain America, I'm like, it was good, but it wasn't, like, great. And then, you know, get, of course, then you have the Avengers. And to me, you know, Cap had his moment in the movie, but you never really get to see. He was overshadowed by the fact you got Thor, Hulk, Loki, and they have to have Hawkeye up in there with his dialing in his bow combos. Yeah, when they're all talking with no, no earpieces and stuff. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? You know, but then Winter Soldier comes along, and that is Captain America. Yeah, using his shield offensively and defensively, the whole, and you know, coordinating, you know, with Falcon and all that stuff. It was just that was Captain America. I mean, I, th- I thought he had some really good scenes in the Avengers, like when he's like, uh, I know that one. Just some of the stuff where he had to actually. Uh, stand up to like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. like you know still chewing all the sceneries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the whole infight where he, you know using a shield, like he tells those guys, and like why should we listen to you? But uh, <laughs> back to the Winter Soldier. Reason why I liked it so much is just uh, it had a lot of the characters. You know, you had uh, Nicholas Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish, Cage. I wish, I wish. I wish. Uh, Ghost Rider pulls yeah. up. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, <nice. laughs> uh, but you had a uh, Nick Fury. You know, mm-hmm. you had a. Uh, Black Widow and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, uh, the scene with the elevator. Oh God! I mean, so even though awesome. I knew, even though I knew it was coming because I saw the trailer, yeah, the extended trailer. Still, yeah, it was so awesome. <laughs> it's just so. really when I first saw that scene, the first thing I thought of, and it, it, every time I hear one or the other, I think of the other one. But when I was listening to y'all's episode on the PlayStation One games, you're talking about Metal Gear in the elevator. That's oh. like when I'm first watching. I was like, oh, it's like Metal Gear. They're like you know, an elevator <laughs> fight, and then watching Captain America. Like, oh, it's just like a Metal Gear. And they're talking about Metal Gear. I'm like, oh, it's like Captain America. And then mm-hmm. uh, just kind of if you know, like you know, you know, Marvel Universe, and you kind of know what's going on. There's so many little things that they plant in these movies and stuff that mm-hmm. uh, 
because they have crossbones. Yeah. They, you know, like they, and they even set them up where he survived. Even, right. So mm. that's going to be something that's going to come up later. Mm-hmm. And hopefully. Nice. But. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And then uh, I want to say, too, they had a thing about Dr. Strange. They were showing the names. I want to say they said like Dr. Strange or Stephen Strange on one of them. Yeah. When it was going through the, like when Hydra was locating all the superhumans or, or people. Yeah, Stephen Strange. Yeah, it was said on something recently. I, that must have been it. Where he said his name. Because, yeah. I mean, that... They cast that already. That's gonna be so exciting. I cannot um, wait. Like I'm the whole time they're like speculating, like oh, so and so expressed interest in. It. I'm like, nah, man, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, yeah. and thank God, signed, sealed, delivered. It's gonna be great. Very excited. Yeah. Very excited. But my Two number. Two more years. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> but it'd be worth the wait, I'm sure. And especially like it's so weird too. Note like because now Marvel has outlined their universe, DC's outlined their universe. It's just like. I don't know. It's kind of weird, like yeah, knowing that all this age. is, yeah, you know, like back in the day when we were kids, we had Christopher Reeve as Superman. '89, we finally had Batman. You know, yeah, we had the made-for-TV movie TV. Captain America. Oh, like, bad. <laughs> you know, I know you relate to this. Like, my V8 Movie Land video and Walker had one copy of it, and like, always out, always out. Finally, walk in one day, and they're, you know, they're just putting it back behind the, like, oh, take it, I'm reading it. The Captain America. Yeah, yeah. and it's like get on, like. You know, the beginning, you know, as a kid, like, the beginning's awesome because he's, he's in the suit, yeah, yeah, you know, and it's fighting, he's fighting the Red Skull, and then it's just like, oh, he's a normal guy. Red Skull had surgery to where he doesn't have his skull anymore. I'm just like, man, it's going downhill fast. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, for, like, we had kids now, there's so much, you know, mm-hmm. like, I can't imagine, like, seeing, like, Guardians, like, a, a kid seeing that, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, we had so little. We had, like, our Adam West Batman, we, yeah. you know, growing up until, until, uh, Keaton came out in '89, yeah. and you know our Incredible Hulk was Lou Ferrigno like <laughs> yeah. punching a bear. <laughs> yeah, and then of course they had the TV movies with him when we were kids. We're like, you know, they had Daredevil and Thor. Yeah, yeah, and Thor, and it's just like it's all that's all we had. Mm-hmm. And it's like we, we had our comic books and we had that. You know, and Dolph Lundgren comes out as the Punisher, oh, which yeah. could have been called anything else and been the same movie. But oh, uh, we also had a uh, well, I mean, it was, I think it was '90s, might even be in 2000. Uh, they made that Nick Fury movie. Oh yeah, anyway, with uh, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> I had that recorded. All, I had it on VHS. I watched that. And I watched the, the Fantastic Four, the uh, oh. Roger Corman one. <laughs> I never saw that. I only saw that because I uh, an eBay auction. I think the whole yeah. thing's on. I want to say the whole thing's on YouTube. Nowadays, I wouldn't doubt it. But I remember like when eBay kind of was not Starting when I first on. found out about it. I should say like I was buying all sorts of stuff that like I could we couldn't find here. Mm-hmm. Like oh the thing on DVD. No no store around here has it. Here's my thirty, but you know, thirty playing all these. And you, looking back, it's like, God, man. I did you actually get the right movie? Yeah. You didn't get ripped off because I got ripped off one time. Well, my buddy got ripped off, but uh, I was exposed to it. <laughs> it was um, this. He had sold on on eBay, and it was basically this Japanese swimsuit competition thing, and it was like all the girls from like Street Fighter. This is like early two thousands, <laughs> like Street Fighter and all stuff like. That. And the pictures of it looked pretty amazing. Look legit. And uh, so he's like, "Can you use your eBay account and buy this for me?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure, why not." So it comes to my house and he's like, don't watch it until we watch it. So of course okay. I watched it before him. And no, it was a, uh, it was it was horrible. It was so I just gave it to him and he's like, Did you see it? I'm like, of course not. And then a little bit later I called him. Oh, was it? But yeah, it's a Oh man. <laughs> it's Corbin. a lot of guys and one girl. Yikes. <laughs> Enough said. Enough said about that. What's this, Jesse? You pulled up like there was a Doctor uh, Strange movie in seventy eight? Yeah, apparently. Is that made Marvel? for T V. Um it's definitely sort of supreme. Uh, the only yeah. familiar name I saw in it was Jessica Walter, who's Arrested Development. Yeah. <laughs> but wow, I didn't even know that existed. Magician. It's probably a good thing. 
But yeah, Morgan LeFay. Le Le yeah, I was well, trying to see who the villain was. Yeah. Familiar names. Um, but yeah, maybe the I mean, I ancient one, maybe. Uh, Demon. Right there. The but, nameless one. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. That's, that's something I don't need. I'm sure it's probably five, on YouTube, the whole thing. Yeah, 5.5 <laughs> 5. 5 on IMDb. And uh, that Nick Fury movie is 3.7. <laughs> that was bad. So, yeah. What's this Catwoman movie? Yeah, it's like 90s Catwoman. Oh, it's a short. The Diamond Exchange. 5.6. And it, it won't even let me bring it up. <laughs> this <laughs> it's like, you don't want to see this. Yes. <laughs> it's for the best that we don't, you don't proceed any further. But my favorite film of the year was none other, another, speaking of Chris Evans and Winter Soldier, but Chris Evans in Snowpiercer, which was released in 2013 in South Korea, but then come over here until this year. And I loved it. Uh, you gave me the recommendation for it, and I actually have not yet seen it, but it is on my instant queue. And yeah, it's actually on Netflix now. So, I had something come up, and I didn't finish it. I haven't went back to it. What, on Snowpiercer, you mean? Or yeah. On? Yeah. Yeah, I was getting pretty close to the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I wasn't quite there yet. But it's... I've, uh, ever since, of course, Sunshine with Chris Evans, after yeah. that movie, like... I, I see him for the actor that he no can wrong. be and that yeah. he can do. Right. And I'm not excusing his work as Johnny Storm, but I mean, he, <laughs> when you if you want to be completely objective, he played Johnny Storm in those movies, as in the comic book. Like, I was gonna go to the, not another team movie. He's got the same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I did. Watch I forgot that about that one. <laughs> but then, of course, there's a Scott Pilgrim too, as one. I think the third or the second Evil X. Yeah, the actor with mm-hmm. the skateboarding, that grinding the rail. No, Great in that, but yeah, Snowpiercer again. Going back to like Interstellar, science fiction talk. You know, it's basically a movie about class struggle, except on a you know, it's almost like Sunshine on a train, in a sense. <laughs> Not as good, but it's mm-hmm. there. But that uh, that was one that when it released on Blu-ray, you got it. Amazon Prime, it got it the next day. You uh, seen Guardians twice since I got it. I've seen Snowpiercer, watch Snowpiercer. It's one, I put it on the background, one of these background kind of movies for me. Just kind of listen to and watch, and oh yeah, I remember this part. It's awesome. Watch this part. Mm. But uh, you know, it is a South Korean film. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that's a bad thing, but you know, it's you know, foreign films. A lot of times, as opposed to like you know, stuff that Hollywood just puts out. You know, more so the movies that we'll talk about probably next week in terms of what Hollywood puts out. Not like something like Grand Budapest or anything like that, or Guardians, where it's a little, it's different, even though it's in a studio system, so to speak. You know, so those foreign movies, like the original Old Boy or stuff like that, they're just so different from what we see right. mm-hmm. all the time. And the structure of Snowpiercer, to me, is like that. It's very different. You know, it's got that kind of quirkiness at some points, but in a good way. You know, and there's some very memorable parts. And, of course, my dad's in it, Ed Harris. So that's right. <laughs> always a good thing to cheer on my pop, who's not really my pop. Because I wouldn't be here doing a podcast. I'd be starring in these movies. Because, <laughs> obviously, that's what kids of actors do. So I yeah, where's going with that. But they all do it. But anyway, John. Uh, well, my number one, we had already said, was Guardians. So I, I had uh, I, I slid it around. It's not my number one, but it's one of the movies I thoroughly enjoyed and I was super excited about. And uh was a uh, one of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm excited for that, the build up on that. Uh, I mean, uh, with what they set up in, the, in that end of that movie and everything mm-hmm. for what's to come is really exciting. I think yes. just you watching, you don't even think about like 
is one you know like you just you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're invested you're sold because the first one did so well planting those seeds and stuff with that and uh just the motion capture any circus's performance and stuff it's awesome it's awesome and i mean you got the, the duality of you know the human side and the ape side and uh mm. it's it's just a fun movie to watch and that whole atmosphere like the whole mm-hmm. war now in san francisco i was like wow that looks like the last of us you yeah know? like it's just yeah good point <laughs> uh, it was just a lot of fun and I mean, they for the antagonist. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Gary Oldman. No, uh, the ape. Oh, uh, I can't Col- even think Colba. of his name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you 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 can relate with him. You know, he's a villain because he's you've seen him build up and he respects Caesar so much. And then Caesar is like his leader and like made him smart and got him out of all the stuff. And then here he is helping the humans and he's he's just so betrayed. Yeah, and it's. I mean, he's such a good villain, like mm-hmm. for for that movie. Like, Definitely. When he like he sees the humans and he's like, "Oh, go to you know, like yeah. stuff like that." But that was so. Funny. <laughs> when he's fooling the. Go- Have you seen it, Jesse? No, I haven't. Well, there's a scene no, where he, it, yeah. he acts like <laughs> he acts like a real monkey and not like an intelligent monkey. Right. And it's like it was kind of scary. Yeah. Like, it's I mean, scary, it was, yeah. But it's it was great. That, that was one of the movies, along with my worst movie of the year. I watched that and the worst movie of the year, which we'll talk about next week on the same plane trip back from Europe. So I got to wash the, my eyes of the bad taste <laughs> of the worst movie of the year with Dawn of Planet of the Apes. And it was, or was it Rise? Wait, what was the first? What was the, the one this year? It was Dawn. Okay, Dawn. Okay, yeah. And it was. You would think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. yeah. That's why I said it like, wait a second, Dawn, right? What, which one is it? <laughs> but yeah, that, because uh, as a kid, I liked Planet of the Apes. And I use that term loosely because mm-hmm. TBS would show them all the time. Right. And it's just like, eh, you know, never like got into it, but just like, you know, watched it on a Saturday on an afternoon or something, blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, with this reboot series, like, and well, actually, like, Tim Burton comes out. It's like, yeah, it's now I know I don't like this series. But then uh, Roz comes like, God, this is awesome. This is, they thought this out. It's it's a good take on this. It's making, it makes sense almost. Like, you'd see what they're leading up to. And then, you know, in the first, in Rise, you they show that news thing or the thing that you were showing Charlton Heston's rocket take off. Right. And just like, oh, it's so awesome. Like, they, they did a... Somebody who made this, like, loves the original. Like, they, they did it. They made it good to me. And then uh, Dawn comes out. It's like, oh, they're, they're taking this in a good direction. This is going. This is awesome. Yeah, one thing I liked about it, and I, want, I don't want to say too much about it so Jesse can enjoy, yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last, and this is just the very beginning, is they didn't sit there and they try to, expl- like, retell the story yeah. from the previous one, like, previously. You know, you know, <laughs> uh, they just kind of just jumped into it. Like, the the, in- the intro and the credits and stuff, like that, that's all you get, and it explains everything. That's, yeah. that's, you know, it got all the stuff going on in the background, and it just go. Yeah. yeah. I love it. That's a good point, because I love when movies do that. They don't waste time retelling what happened, like, Friday the 13th, like, three, four, five, like, all of, like, you know, you, you see the last 10 minutes of the previous movie to add runtime, to the yeah. <laughs> hour and twenty minute movie, right. I think we were talking about that on part two or three, where like the first twenty minutes or thirteen minutes were the last thirteen minutes of the first one, and the movie's mm. an hour and twenty three minutes. Yeah, plus yeah. and that includes the credits, so it's like you get an hour of a movie here. Oh, mm. and the last one, I mean, it, I'm still it's lingering on my top because I haven't seen it. So, but it was a movie that was so unique and exciting to me, and I just no theater around here played it. Is uh, Boyhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Did you see it? Mm-mm, no. Not yet. So, I really want to see this. Too. Yeah, same here. And uh, the ratings and everything I've seen for it, it just looks like such an experience like just yeah. to watch. So uh, it's it's hanging out on the edge of my top. So yeah, I mean, we'll get it soon enough. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll be able to see it soon watch enough. Watch now on Amazon Instant Video. So yeah, it must, well, be, yeah. must be coming out soon. Yeah. Hmm, I think I can get it for cheaper than that. Wink, <laughs> wink. 
But all right, anything, any other, anything that we missed, Jesse? Any standout films of the year that you wanted to? Uh, no, nothing comes to mind. I covered so many, and you sure? I thought you really dug Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit. I remember you talking about that like yeah, repeatedly. I didn't see that one. <laughs> oh to think, God! Like, Speaking of divert, like we're, you're just going through the list, and then uh, uh, in front of Exodus, they had the trailer for that Divergent series. Oh right, yeah. The next one, I'm just like laughing aloud one. in the theater. Just uh, you know. <laughs> those movies are just it's like they're spinning the wheel and it's like yeah uh who's going to be against the government now like this, yeah. this, 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 this. now we're saving the uh the worst right yeah okay okay we'll do worse next week all so right. we'll be back next time you hear our voice it will be 2015 all new whole new year we're getting into the round the full round three of the tournament we will crown a winner between next episode and the one after that and also next week our worst picks are things you should avoid if you haven't already seen them at all costs, movies of 2014. So until next time, I am Trey Harris. Jesse Sedgley. And our special guest. Jonathan Foreman. Don't forget, oh, I guess before we should close out the episode, <laughs> I should make sure we know that. Everybody there, gets their plugs in. Exactly. There are the podca- podca- podcasts. We do podcasts now. Yeah. You know, instead of smodcast and podcast, we're going to do smudcasts, podcasts. Anyway, there are other podcasts on the Awesome Podcast Network, of course. Uh, I don't even have my sheets to remember all of them, but just go to the Facebook page, Awesome Pods on Facebook, awesomepods.com, Awesome Pods at Twitter. Check out all the other shows, and especially. Uh, check out Now vs. Nostalgia. Yeah. You, you, you got got all the time in the world. You can do it. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, me and uh, Trey go back and forth and stuff like that. We, I actually found their podcast. I was searching for an episode of Willow and uh, started listening to it, and I, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Some podcasts, I'll, you know, dabble on a couple episodes, and you just kind of. You don't subscribe, you know. You don't. You don't keep listening to it. And I fell in love with Asia Visited, and then didn't even had no clue that these guys were local and stuff. And <laughs> I'm just kind of listening to it, and I'm like, they're kind of talking about stuff that kind of sounds familiar to me. <laughs> and kind of reached out, and I mean, we've we've been just communicating since. But uh, my podcast um, now versus nostalgia, uh, we're kind of like look at stuff that was important when uh, or made an impact on me when I was growing up. So mostly stuff 80s and 90s. And the origin of the podcast was originally supposed to be me and a different host, and I was a guy who who still to this day hasn't seen Star Wars, hasn't seen all this stuff. <laughs> but our schedules couldn't uh, match up. And I still wanted to do it. I still wanted to make the podcast happen. So I, I started like asking a couple of people that I was uh, friends with. I asked one guy, and he was like, oh, let's just do monster movies and kung fu movies. Like, no, not that. <laughs> not that. Uh, I have, a, I have a, a set mind for it. So uh, one of my uh, good friends I've been knowing for several years, James, uh, kind of mentioned to him. He's like, let's try it out. So we did a RoboCop episode together, and we've just been rolling with it since. Nice. But, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, if you like this kind of podcast, you know, love looking at uh, going back in the past, kind of uh, talking about it and why it was so meaningful and why it deserves a second look, check us out. Definitely, and I'm, oh, let me, let me, you know, let me kiss your ass a little bit, <laughs> figuratively. <laughs> Are you dirty minds out there? But no, but seriously, I don't listen to that many podcasts. In fact, the, the most mainly the ones I listen to are ones that actually Jesse or other people I know that listen to them recommend to me. And you said, "Oh, I got a podcast." I'm like, "Oh, oh check it out," because you're looking all that, yeah. and. The podcasts that I listen to are ones that I can sit there while I'm listening to it and almost have a conversation with the people I'm listening to in a sense, you know, like, oh, yeah, and then, like, they'll say something. And no more is that evident than on y'all's podcast. It's like, brother, we're brothers from another mother. You know, when y'all talk about, like, oh, the video store, it's like, you know, it's like, God, somebody somebody remembers. Somebody's keeping <laughs> that, that alive. You talk about, especially, uh, like, I'm, I talked to you on Facebook, uh, especially uh, they have a Mortal Kombat retrospective. That's probably my favorite episode just because... Everything that y'all talk about in that, like all the, the, the people talking about these 
fake cheats and all this. Oh yeah, you know, across the moon. I was like, God, that's exactly what. I'll... There was a dude that I knew that was sitting here saying like, Yeah, man, I saw you know Ermac come out and knock him on the hook and all this shit. You know, so it's it's a it's a it's one that it truly does relive a feeling of nostalgia when I listen to it. Maybe. And. You know, um, funny, funny thing about that po- that episode, I almost deleted it because uh, really? when I recorded that episode, I was so sick, and like <laughs> there's like parts where I was just like <laughs> like coughing out so much, and then we just had to like put my hand up, and just I mean I edited so much out of that podcast of me just hacking my lungs out. Jeez, and, uh, we never edited anything <laughs> as you heard at the beginning. I, of the show. <laughs> when I first started, I, I would uh, I would edit a lot, but mm-hmm. I've gotten to the point now where I, I don't edit anything. Yeah, um, I don't have an awesome recording studio like this. It's kind of like very uh, oh, thank you, very uh, <laughs> pump up the volume like oh, my <laughs> style, uh, and it's experimental. You know, kind of like I'm learning as I go. But uh, I used to edit a lot, <laughs> and now I just kind of like. We've gotten really good at, like, you know, if somebody, like, depending on when we record, if somebody starts a lawnmower, like, hey, oh, got to stop, you know? So, <laughs> oh, wow. Little things like that, but sometimes yeah. it's really funny. Sometimes we just go with <laughs> yeah. it. But anyway, join us next week. John will be back. For y'all, it'll be an entire week. For us, it's just a couple of minutes. <laughs> but, well, all three of us will be back. We're going to get up. We're going to find out out of the hundred movies that we've covered on the podcast, who would reign supreme in a death match. And we will find that out within two weeks. So by the time the end of next week's episode, we will have our final one, two, final eight. It looks like my math is correct. So if not, we'll be close to that. But anyway, till next week, everybody. We'll see you later on 80s Revisited. Cowabunga! Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.